the following radio show takes place between 7 p.m. and 8.05 p.m. Events occur in fake time. getting off on the right foot here. Good evening, everybody. It is Tuesday, January 18th, 2022, and we are doing yet another edition of Simulation Radio Live. And I really hate to start off with this just right off the bat. Really hate to break it to everybody, but I unfortunately have to announce that I think that we're all going to die. Now... I don't want to die yet. You know, actually, that would probably be fine. Would probably be okay with uh, good old God up there just reaching his hand down and saying, all right, I think this is over, fellas. This is over, everybody. It, it's time to time to come up over to me or, you know, head, head down there to the good place. But uh, we have a lot to get to today because, of course, the top story from today is the airlines that are warning of unprecedented chaos that are tied to the telecommunications companies like AT&T and Verizon that are rolling out 5G, which we already have, but they're rolling out more bands of it uh, starting tomorrow. At least they were before all of this news broke and they've decided to, uh, all right, we'll delay it a couple more days, but we are going to take a look into what's causing that. And whether or not there are any legs to the idea that turning on all of these 5G bands could interfere with airline equipment and could cause the actual catastrophe that the airline CEOs are warning of. And if that doesn't stop it, if that doesn't stop you from thinking that we might all die, then there's another asteroid out there that is in space. It's flying around and it is uh, not quite coming right for us, but it's close. It was close to coming right for us, and we'll cover that. And they actually did a live stream of this. This virtual telescope service did a live stream today with the... It's kind of a look at this uh, potentially hazardous asteroid 7482-1994-PC1. <sighs> Boring. Why don't you just call it the killer or call it big old flaming rock of death? Maybe that'll get people interested. So we'll cover that. Plus, we've got some NFT stories. This story of a woman who is I the New York Post calls her clueless. And I would be quite inclined to agree. And we'll cover that on or in eye on social media a little bit later. Plus, we have a story of and this happens a lot where it doesn't seem like it's happening as much now where hackers are just infiltrating everything for the lulls and putting very inappropriate stuff out there. But an Italian Senate meeting had a very uh, interesting clip of something very inappropriate that was streamed during one of their very, very important meetings. But before we get into that... uh. I'm pretty happy about something, which is that it is finally, for the first time in months or at least a year, I think this is the first time here in Florida that we've had some nice weather. It is actually pretty chilly. It was nice today. I took a good old walk, and it was tolerable. It said that it was in the 50s, and normally, I talked about this on the Very Interesting Show, normally this is the kind of thing that would make me a giant pussy, cold weather, but... It was it actually went pretty okay today. It was nice. And 
don't pay no attention to the fact that I have this new little little fireplace. Ah, good boy, good boy. It's not a real fireplace, but it does work as a space heater. I'm going to use that tonight when it gets down into the 40s. And I know what you're thinking, Northerners. In the 40s, you need a heater for the 40s? What a bitch. And you would not be entirely incorrect about that. So uh, make sure that you're following along on the show's social medias because I have posted quite a bit of stuff here and there. And it's the best way to stay updated on everything that's going on with not only this show, but the very interesting show as well, and all of the other products that uh, Simulation Radio is putting out. It is indeed at Simulation Radio. Say it with me, fellas. It is at Simulation Radio on everything on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all the other ones. I'm not saying TikTok yet. I just refuse, man. You're going to have to drag me kicking and screaming into TikTok. I, I, I tell you what. Do I look like I know what a TikTok is to you? I mean, I do, and it's stupid. But nonetheless, I have secured the at simulation radio on TikTok as well. But don't follow it because it's stupid. If you're on, if you're on TikTok and are thinking of following anything, then just delete it. Trust. Your life will be very, very significantly enhanced by doing so. Another thing you can do if you are listening to the podcast or the YouTube recording of the show, then you can indeed listen live Monday through Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash Simulation Radio or Twitch.tv slash Simulation Radio. And if you're one of those Facebook people that is only on Facebook for some reason, which, A, I'm a little bit concerned about the quality of the information that you get if you're one of those people. But sure, I don't really am not concentrating on the Facebook all that much but it is also at facebook.com slash simulation radio i do stream the shows there as well so whichever platform you would like to be a part of uh you can come and listen live chat with the show call me well i may or may not actually take the call depending on how deep in thought i am but 407-796-2334 more likely text or leave a voicemail and we will of course get to that as well. Now, I want to start with this airline story because it was one of the biggest stories today. The CEOs of several major transportation giants, all the major airlines like Delta, JetBlue, American Airlines, I think even Southwest was in on this as well, came out yesterday with this letter, open letter to the president in America and people in leadership like Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who is, I guess, back from his uh, paternity vacation. Sure. Uh, but they did send out a letter asking for the major telecommunications companies in the U.S., like AT&T and Verizon, who are scheduled to move forward with their planned 5G deployment this week to, all right, hold off. Please just hold off or else we're going to have a major catastrophe and your 5G is going to be directly injected into our bloodstreams and control our mind and explode all of the airports and airlines and airplanes. Maybe. But uh, it turns out that AT&T and Verizon will be delaying the launch of the their newest 5G bands now. While we have 5G already around here and around everywhere, notably what's important about this is that what AT&T and Verizon were doing is that they're merely expanding the coverage of their 5G network. It's It essentially is the equivalent of like... Uh, adding more cable channels or expanding the service that you have, or like maybe adding a couple new shows on Netflix when Netflix is already huge, but you know, occasionally they, they need a couple of new shows, right? That's, that's, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. And so they have decided to delay this because of concerns that the rollout, despite having been delayed multiple times over these concerns already, that they could interfere, the technology could potentially interfere with the automated cockpit systems that aircrafts use while landing. And despite the fact that other countries in the world have managed to figure this out already. No, we still haven't figured it out in the U.S. In the great old U.S. of A. yet. Haven't figured it out. 
Supposedly, the 5G tech is suspected to render the aircraft unable to communicate with radio altimeters on the ground. And that those are the systems that allow the airplanes to essentially like land themselves and it allows them to properly communicate with the ground and kind of figure out where they're landing. I don't know too much about this. I've only done a little bit of, you know, just kind of basic research from this story just to make sure that I at least kind of knew what the fuck I was talking about rather than just talking out my ass. But the letter also noted that multiple airline manufacturers have informed us that there are huge swaths of operating fleet that may need to be indefinitely grounded. So the airlines are coming out really concerned about the fact that they may have to ground flights. Again, this was supposed to launch tomorrow until AT&T and Verizon decided to delay some only some of these 5G deployments and they're only ones that are near the airports when it turns on the newest version of their 5G service tomorrow. Both companies are working with the FAA and airlines on concerns over possible interference. And again, this is only going to be near the airlines. So they're doing this. They're kind of compromising here. AT&T and Verizon and the airlines are kind of compromising. They're saying, all right, you know what? We're still going to launch our 5G stuff and scramble people's brains and, you know, take over their minds. The vaccine was the activator for this. <laughs> and back to the QAnon forum I go. Back to 4chan. It's crazy shit. Uh, but the airlines and the telecommunication companies are working together, kind of compromising on this. And they've come to some sort of a temporary agreement, which is that, okay, we're going to just delay launching it near the airports. So they're still going to launch the ones not near the airports, but they are going to temporarily delay the ones from the airports while they try and figure this out. Somehow the rest of the world has figured it out. But, you know, I guess our airlines have not been able to figure this out yet, but it that's that's fine. They have previously agreed to maintain temporary buffer zones at 50 airports the AT&T and Verizon have for half a year after that initial deployment where the companies each agreed to turn off their transmitters in order to, according to the FAA, maximize potential or minimize potential 5G interference with sensitive aircraft instruments used in low visibility landings. So all these 5G waves from the 5G towers, it's kind of like how uh, when you're up there in the air and you're not allowed to use your cell phone, what happens there is that the connection between your cell phone and the 5G towers is what fucks with these airplanes' instruments and the instrumentation from, what the hell is it called? Their uh, radio altimeters, which is what allows them to communicate with the ground and give them proper readings on you know, where they're going to land, what the ground's looking like and all that stuff. And so until the airlines and more importantly, maybe the airplane companies or the developers of the airplanes figure out how to fix this, which again, somehow the rest of the world's figured it out. And yet we have not. Uh, I would imagine that they're going to continue delaying this launch. So we'll see how that happens. And for those of us that are taking flights tomorrow, which, by the way, if you are on, uh, if you're flying tomorrow or you're taking a flight, then please leave a comment. Let me know what you think about this. Were you terrified as shit knowing this news that uh, at the very least before AT&T and Verizon agreed to delay this? Were you scared as fuck about the potential for something maybe going wrong or not just that, but your flight maybe not even launching or your flight being delayed or your flight not even uh, getting off the ground at all, period, because these airlines are afraid of the potential catastrophes that could happen once the 5G airwaves launch. So I would like to hear what you think about this, uh, if especially if you were you were somebody that would have been affected by this, let me know what your plans were or how you might have had to alter your plans or if you're even still afraid of this, because despite the fact that they're not going to be launching the 5G extension near the airports, I I still imagine that, you know, this might be the prospect of this might be a little terrifying if you're flying, because 
it's not like the airplanes are just flying over the specific areas where they've decided to delay the launch of the 5G. But then again, now we're getting into territory where I have absolutely zero fucking idea what I'm talking about. So uh, I guess we should should probably should probably probably stop there. Next, I do want to cover the other thing that could potentially be the source for all of us dying now. This was the asteroid 1994 PC-1. It was a potentially hazardous asteroid that flew very close to Earth. And there was a company out there that's called Virtual Telescope that did a live stream today on the flyby of this satellite, or not the satellite, but the flyby of the asteroid. Now, fortunately, uh, this asteroid probably was never going to hit the Earth. It was quoted as saying that it will have a close but safe encounter with us coming at about a measly 200 millions of kilometers from Earth. And fortunately, we have the Virtual Telescope Project in their two-hour-long live stream to kind of explain this as it happened. It happened at about 3 p.m. today, and this Virtual Telescope company did, or group, did a live stream of it today. And this live stream, which we'll see a little, we'll see a little cut segment of, is a perfect example for why nobody really cares about this stuff because they got to find a way to sex it up, man. They got to find, you know, maybe throw some naked women on there or some explosions or at the very least name the asteroid something cool like Flaming Death Rock or I don't know, something like that. It's not cool, man. I'm trying to be interested in space and asteroids and potentially having uh, a situation like that where we'll have to send Bruce Willis into space and have him save us. But they're really, really doing a poor job at uh, building up the excitement in the general public. And I think I speak for all of us here when I say that, hey, hey, this is space we're talking about here. This is an asteroid that was 200 or 2 million kilometers away from killing us all. And here's a little clip of it. Seconds after seconds, and to make things even more spectacular, let me try using now a two-minute-long hey, exposure. This is important. While we are waiting, I want to tell a bit more about asteroids. Let me try. Let me show you. Oh, asteroid trivia. First of all, by the way, I want to show you how. Uh, this asteroid is moving in the sky, and right now it is in the Cetus, the whale, and it is moving to the fishes. fishes Boring! To Pegasus, the winged horse, and then Andromeda. And Do you ever get to see the asteroid? You can see the sun in the very That's center. That's a lot of cool dots, and, but um, no asteroid. In this, uh, in this uh, uh, plot. There we are, there's Earth. Uh, the, the orbit, the, larger, the largest orbit that you see. On the, the outer orbit is the planet Jupiter. That's a lot of stuff there out there. See, there are many asteroids while we are observing. It looks like there it is. There's the, the asteroid. There is 1994 PC1, so also known as potentially hazardous uh, asteroid 7482. <laughs> hey, wake up, wake up. This is exciting stuff here. And there's a virtual telescope once again is uh, sitting uh, on the front line giving you the opportunity to have fun to enjoy to see something unique as in this enjoy case. i don't know man this looks like a generic picture that could be captured with any telescope i was led under the impression that this might be uh actual footage of the asteroid but if they're just capturing still images which i guess uh makes sense being from that amount of distance away Oh, there are some comments that are saying things like, all right, and man, these people must have very larger, much larger attention spans than I do. And I agree with this one comment that it's so obvious that Mr. Massey loves his job and enjoys sharing these events with us. He sounds really excited, but I don't know, man, I'm lacking. I'm personally lacking the sex appeal of an asteroid uh, maybe potentially killing us all. Maybe that's how you angle it. Maybe you got to hire 
some Hollywood producers. You've got to hire like James Cameron or someone to get him in here and just really spice the spice this up for we the stupid public. Because I guess that that must be what we really need here. But fortunately, there are YouTube commenters, which uh, is a very drastic juxtaposition from the usual YouTube commenters that I read, which are literal brain dead fucking morons that are probably like half drooling on themselves as they make their comments like, oh, I'm a YouTube commenter. These YouTube commenters on this live stream here, almost all 20 of these comments are just so kind and nice and this live stream had 83,000 views and some of the top comments very informative and enjoyable this is so amazing thank you thank you so much for giving us this opportunity I loved every second of this all right you you guys are too nice you guys are too nice man Way, way too nice I personally thought not that anybody really cares what I personally think but at least at this is cool this is interesting stuff, but at the very least, uh, we have to make it sexy for the general public. Oh, it looks like there's there's some potentially some actual uh, actual footage here. Before he, uh, it looks like they're Pretty just fast across the starts frame frame moving, jumps. I said that the Earth rotation. It is uh, moving this object in the western. It's coming at this from every science and angle. And red here. This is. Uh, very precious software you can see that the telescope is now pointing at about 24 degrees up the sun and they are very precious and very important as for the dynamics in our solar system so if you thought that it was cool to see the pre-game and the post-game coverage of the asteroid passing right by us then i i personally did not think that that was what i needed in my life was uh, pre-game and post-game coverage of potentially catastrophic asteroids that were miles away from hitting us, but were also kind of exciting. So I guess that wraps up uh, tonight's edition of I Think We're All Gonna Die! And now, I am not Kent Brockman, but this is I on social media. All right, social media users, we need to have a sit down. We need to have a heart to heart chat about your propensity for posting selfies on social media. Now, I'm not saying that all selfies are evil, but uh, they're pretty stupid when you're in a potentially life threatening situation. And the first thing that you think about is, oh, let me catch a selfie. Hey, about to die. Let me post a selfie. And that is exactly what this Canadian woman did while standing atop of her car while it was sinking in a river of ice. This occurred in or on the shore of Rideau River in Ottawa, Canada, which showed an unidentified woman in a red winter coat apparently nonchalantly snap a quick selfie of herself while standing on the back window of the yellow vehicle that is mostly submerged in the water and slowly sinking around middle of the afternoon, 4.30 p.m. on Sunday. A concerned resident in a video that was taken from the shore, because, of course, there is a video of this as well. She's on top of the car. She's going in. No. Two people can be seen preparing to send a kayak out over the ice to the woman, and in a follow-up video, the woman can be seen safely inside the kayak as the man pulls her and the boat with a rope to a thicker part of the ice closer to the shore. And that didn't stop her, though. That didn't stop her from standing atop of her car and trying to take a selfie. My God, my God. 
maybe she only did this because she saw that people were coming to rescue her and she felt safe. All right, I'm not going to die. Let me catch a selfie here. But couldn't you be doing anything a little bit better with that time, like making it easier for the people that are coming to rescue you to rescue you? And we'll we'll see this in the video as to whether or not she could maybe have done anything, literally anything else. Social media is so fucking dumb, man. All right, the kayakers are going out. Car. She's going in. Hurry up, Doug. So you see the woman right up here if you're checking out the video stream, which you should be at youtube.com slash simulation radio. This woman is on top of her yellow car. This yellow car is almost completely submerged in the ice. So you see her standing on top of it. It is very close to going in, and there are some helpers outside the scene of the situation getting their kayak ready to put it in there and start going to go help her. She's still scared now. Apparently not too scared to take a selfie. Do we have the money shot yet? Is she literally thinking about... Oh, here we go. Pulling out her phone. I feel like there could be something better you could be doing with this time. Oh, I guess it doesn't, doesn't show it. Eventually, the woman ends up getting on the kayak and is being rowed to safety. But here's the woman moments before. It looks like the car was not quite as submerged into the ice as it was by the time that people started recording the video of them going out to help her. And here she is. Better better snap a selfie real quick before somebody comes to, comes to help me. There are... There's another footage of this that, uh, I guess, show another angle of the help. Here's video from somebody's backyard as it was happening. Oh, this is the incident itself. Car going by now. It looks like this was just taken from somebody's uh, backyard, backdoor camera. And that woman was speeding like a motherfucker, too. So it's I, I can kind of imagine how she would be in that situation where she's uh, just spinning out of control. Wow. One of the people that came out to help her quoted we were in we were on the river in cars k-a-r-s and this car went by absolutely flying down the river i was shocked at how fast it was going and that it was a car on the freaking river she's lucky she didn't hurt anyone else she only hurted her own pride and at the very least she uh at least she's got some clout for social media now because she's taken very solid selfies while her car is sinking into the ice oh no it's going down and at the very least, you know, she, she, she managed to farm some clout before she had to force a whole bunch of people to come and help her. I still feel like she could have been some, could have been doing something at least a little bit more productive. Again, she had a decent amount of time while she was standing on top of that car, just waiting for somebody to come help her. But, you know, what if nobody came to help her? Then, you know, your, your phone's fucked, lady. Your phone is gone. It's over. And you're not getting any clout after that. I don't know, man. I just think this this story is a prime example of how vain a lot of social media users are, which is the fact that this would be the first thing that comes to her mind in this situation is or the fact that this would be a situation that comes to her mind, period, in or while she's in this life threatening situation of standing on top of her car. But to be fair, it doesn't look like that big of a hole and she probably could have like jumped in and swam out but it's cold i don't want to go in there either and that ladies and gentlemen was i on social media wow infotainment
when we come back, I do want to get to the how you doing kind of story of the Italian Senate meeting who was interrupted by something just wildly inappropriate. And I also want to talk about the uh, the crypto bros buying a Dune NFT and being slightly, and by slightly, I mean significantly, mistaken as to what exactly they can do with it. And plus, if we have time, I want to uh, I want to talk about this COVID website that launched early today and is officially launching tomorrow for the ability to just sign up to have free at-home rapid tests sent to you. And I, I think this is kind of stupid. And if we have the time, then we'll get into that a little bit as well when we come back. Simulation Radio. Simulation Radio. I know this is an impossible situation, but I personally would be really okay with it if we could just never talk about COVID again. If COVID just disappeared from the lexicon of things that people talk about. But unfortunately, it is just so ingrained into our culture at this point. It's just a part of life, as unfortunate as it is. But from what it looks like, uh, I'll start off with some of the data here before we get into this website that the government is officially launching tomorrow, but they launched a preview of it today. Now, if there's any indication that uh, none of this is really that big of a deal, look, I'm sorry, but... Omicron is proven that despite how virulent it is and despite how likely it is to transmit and spread, that it's less significant and it's less deadly than most of the other strains. And that seems to be a, a pattern as COVID continues to progress. Now, I mean, I had it. It was it's not the first strain that I had. I had the OG back when it first first was a thing. And it, that, that one was kind of, it knocked me on my ass for a couple of days. And Omicron kind of did the same thing, but for less time and it was less severe. But we have cases of like, here's an article from The Guardian. New York and other northeastern U.S. states see a rapid fall in COVID cases. And another article from CNN, who these two, The Guardian and CNN, are some of the organizations and institutions that are at the top of the mainstream media hierarchy. They're the ones that kind of dictate everybody's opinion. And I, I made a social media post today about how uh, I found this really funny meme uh, that I've decided to save and I'm going to use it as a response to some people. You know how on Facebook when there's like a natural disaster or something like that, you have the option to mark yourself safe from it? Well, I posted on the at Simulation Radio Instagram this picture of the, a kind of somebody making fun of that where I'm marked safe from uh, being afraid of what the mainstream media wants me to be afraid or maybe not. It didn't say the mainstream media. It wasn't that conspiratorial. Marked safe from whatever it is the media wants me to be afraid of. And if the media had their way, then you would be afraid of COVID forever, despite the fact that cases are dropping. Uh, the new variant is less deadly. But of course, we've got Dr. Fauci out here because he continues to want to be the center of attention. Whenever he's asked any real question, he responds with something like, I hope that 
that that's the case when asked, you know, hey, are we getting better? Are we actually making real progress? Because Dr. Fauci doesn't want to go away. He wants to be the center of attention forever. And he's legitimately the face of he's the face of science, where if anybody questions him, then they're questioning science, which, first of all, goes against everything that the scientific method and science uh, is supposed to have you believe like as if being a believer in science means that you're not allowed to question anything. We were fortunate that Omicron did not share some of the same characteristics as Delta, but the sheer volume of people who are getting infected overrides that rather less level of uh, pathogenicity, which it's just blatantly false. It's blatantly false. Okay. Let's let's go through this again. Essentially, what he's saying is the sheer volume of people who are getting infected overrides how deadly it is, which does not seem right at all. It's not the right thing to to be saying, especially as somebody who is the head of an institution that a lot of people listen to, unfortunately, because they don't know better. And a lot of people take this as fact despite the fact that Dr. Fauci is a lifelong politician who exists to be in the spotlight, and at this point, he's just trying to garner more clout for himself. It's an open question. I can't do the Dr. Fauci impression, by the way. Otherwise, trust me, I, I would. It's an open question as to whether or not Omicron is going to be the live virus vaccination that everybody is hoping for because you have such a great deal of variability with new emergence or with new variants emerging, which he is recommending that people should not intentionally try to get the Omicron variant, which seems like a good idea. But at the same time, if Omicron gives you that level of immunity that uh, people are saying that it does, then I mean, I don't I'm not saying that it's the right thing to do, but maybe it's not the worst thing to just go out and catch Omicron. And then all of a sudden you've got the antibodies for Omicron. So Dr. Fauci is coming out, continuing to fearmonger people, despite all signs of things getting better and that we might be past our peak in cases. But that's not going to stop him from wanting to be the center of attention because he has been known to uh, flip flop on just about every major thing, which I know there's going to be some people that say, yeah, well, but the science has changed. So surely his opinions allowed to change. Well, he knew he knew about all this stuff when he made his initial claims as if he as if he was properly following the science. I that's not that's not what happened here. Dr. Fauci was doing this to grandstand and to maintain as much power as he possibly could, because how do you get power when you're in Dr. Fauci's situation? You make people as afraid as they possibly could be about this, and you never introduce the potential of, oh, hey, what if this is over? You know, before every major holiday, before Christmas and before Thanksgiving, we've had Dr. Fauci saying, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if we can gather and do things and do actual get togethers for the holidays, despite the fact that we were in situations at that time where cases were low uh, and it just wasn't as big of a threat as it once was. So essentially what I'm trying to say is that Dr. Fauci should just retire man and i i this is one of the things i really agree with joe rogan on this by the way which is that there are people that are not getting vaccinated which is a good thing i mean because let's be honest most people are in high risk categories most people are fucking obese most people are fat as shit and are in high risk groups for catching covid and the vaccine helps those people i mean anti-vaxxers can come at me well, not that being an anti-COVID vaxxer is being anti-vaxxer altogether, but anti-COVID vaxxers can c come at me with that. But look, if you're fat as fuck, if you're a big old fat fuck, then you should probably get vaccinated, okay? Because that means that you are highly at risk and COVID has been proven to attack fat cells. Multiple studies have come out that have said things along those lines. So I really think, and the thing that I agree with Joe Rogan on, 
is that if Dr. Fauci was not in the picture, he is stopping a lot of people that would potentially go and get vaccinated from getting vaccinated because they don't trust him because Dr. Fauci is a fucking sleazeball. And if he were out of the picture, then maybe it could be for the greater good that more people that need to be vaccinated should go and get vaccinated. Again, I'm really against having the vaccine mandated, but it's just a fact that the vaccine is overall and in general a good thing for most of the public. Now, obviously, we've had cases where vaccines fuck people up and things like that, but in general, when you look at the 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 90% of the data, it's probably more than that if you take the small amount of outliers into account then he's stopping people because they don't trust him because he's a fucking slime ball. And if he were out of the picture, I imagine, I really think that vaccination rates would increase if you got this fucking uh, self-fulfilling narcissist out of the picture who wants to make everything about himself. Then you get him out of the picture, and I really think that it would increase vaccination rates, especially among people who have legitimate gripes against it. Because the vaccine is not end-all, be-all. It's not perfect. It does cause some issues. But when we've got Dr. Fauci here uh, antagonizing people that have legitimate concerns about the vaccine because he's a fucking narcissist that wants everybody to like him, then we're having issues with that. And I didn't want to go on that kind of rant. But essentially, the point that I'm trying to make is that I personally would be okay if COVID just was removed from everybody's vocabulary and we just stopped talking about covid like ever because at this point like who cares man you're gonna get it if you're gonna get it you're gonna get it and especially now that omicron is the primary thing walking around then it's more than likely going to be less severe than if you were to catch one of the previous variants so things are getting better if you're gonna catch it you're gonna catch it it doesn't seem like it's any worse than just regularly getting sick which i mean my entire family caught it for christmas especially my elderly grandmother and she did all right. She did fine. So amongst all of this, the federal government is launching free at-home rapid COVID test kits, and they're launching a website that will allow people to go online and get free COVID test kits. It's COVID tests, plural, covidtests.gov, which went on a test run today. But it officially launches tomorrow. Here's here's the website if you would like to uh, if you would like to check it out. The problem with it is that you're only eligible to order four free ones, and they'll usually ship in seven to twelve days. So not only will they ship in seven to twelve days, but that means that they likely will not get to you until at least two weeks after you want them. And what's the thing that you would? be concerned about when you're ordering an at-home COVID test is, shit, I might have COVID right now. And by the time you end up getting these COVID tests, these free at-home COVID tests, then you're, you're probably fine. And this seems like the kind of thing that people are going to just take advantage of. Uh, the hypochondriac Karens especially are going to take advantage of because they just want at-home tests because they're one of those types of people that ne- just need to get tested every day. And in order to l- even look at another human being, they need to make sure that they test positive and that the other person tests positive and that they're wearing a mask and that they're boosted four times. And I think we're going on five now, right? Aren't we? <sighs> Madness. Madness. Can we all just stop talking about COVID, please? It does officially launch tomorrow with the first shipments going out to Americans by the end of the month. Yeah, uh, by the end of the month, you'll have already run COVID's course through you. It did launch early today uh, with many users reporting that they had been able to place their orders early. And a White House spokesperson confirmed that the site was launched in a beta phase on Tuesday and was operating at limited capacity ahead of its official launch. Because, look, this is a government website that we're talking about here. So I have zero doubt in my mind that if you were to try to go to this website tomorrow on Wednesday, the 19th of January of the great year 2022 of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, then it's going to be down because we all know how the government operates. They definitely do not operate as a slow-moving bureaucracy where it's impossible to get anything done. No, surely this website will be operating just promptly, smoothly, and everything is going to go without a hitch. 
and it's going to be great. <laughs> now, which home test will you get is probably a question that you have. And honestly, part of the reason that uh, these at-home tests have been so hard to come by the last couple weeks is that the government ordered fucking 28 million of them. You know, I say that as a sarcastic, lambastic amount, but the government ordered legitimately, and this is way more than my sarcastic amount even, 420 nice blaze it million tests for distribution through covidtests.gov with plans to increase the order to 1 billion tests in the coming weeks and especially considering the supply chain issues that we've got where are all the covid tests for people to just go out and buy i get i really get that people should be getting these for free and they are also at least uh, some places that sell them are introducing systems where you can use your insurance to potentially get a free COVID test. That would make sense. That makes a lot of sense. But when the government is ordering legitimately most of the ones that we have and they wonder why people can't go and get them, well, this is why you're hoarding them all to give them away in a highly bureaucratic way because, of course, uh, everything is better once the government gets involved, right? It's that's just how it goes. We all want... Oh, surely. Yes, thank God the government is coming in to save us, said nobody. So if you do want to check it out, if you would like to go to that website uh, tomorrow and at least try to get your spot in it, it's covidtests.gov, which officially launches tomorrow. And again, you're probably not going to get your COVID tests till the end of the month or at the beginning of January, which, I mean, who knows if you'll even fucking need them again at that point. So what do they have these 1 billion COVID tests for then? I mean, you would think that if you need one, then if they didn't order these 1 billion COVID tests, then maybe you'll have the ability to go out and buy one at the fucking store because they'll be in stock. All right, I'm I'm done talking about COVID. I'm done talking about COVID. I, I think that for like the entire show, for the rest of the show's history, I'm going to be done talking about COVID because I'm so fucking tired of it. I'm so fucking tired of everybody just being so damn afraid and everybody's just doom and gloom about, oh, I don't want to go out. Oh, I, w I watched uh, a Twitch stream the other day, which I'm sorry, that's need to stop doing that especially because I went and read some mentally ill comments about this ninja and Pokimane drama on Twitter that's going on, and I legitimately am more mentally ill from reading some of these comments. But I was watching it the other day, and this one streamer, because of course the gamer community are all fucking weenies and COVID doomers because that's what they've been told to be, and they don't really know how to think th for themselves because they're young and they haven't formed enough life experience to have their own fucking opinion yet. But I saw uh, one of these streamers talking about how, oh, yeah, my dad came over and I, I made him mask up and it was great. I'm just I'm just I can't be careful enough, man. I can't be careful enough. I, I made my made my dad wear a mask when he came over the other day. Like, first of all, these the fucking cloth masks have been proven to do nothing. They've been proven to do nearly jack shit, especially when it comes to Omicron, who is, or who is, like, Omicron's a person, which is transmitted through the air. So, like, it doesn't fucking do anything. At this point, you're just playing fucking mask theater, and that really makes you one of the most annoying types of people. And honestly, I... If there is a shining light to this, it's that it's very easy to immediately be able to tell what kind of people to not associate with. Like, I, I saw a post from a prominent, uh, like, social media influencer regarding relationships, and he said something like, uh, it's really easy to do dating nowadays. I mean in general but one of the things that's easier about dating right now is you can instantly tell like who the karens are on date one because this shit makes people so neurotic that they cannot help but espouse exactly what they believe about covid just right off the bat and you can tell based on how they act and you know like whether or not they play masked theater and whether or not they're doomers about this shit you you can tell that right off the bat and you can instantly tell like all right it, this second date's not happening or a lot of people that you come into contact with too they instantly out themselves as doomers and it's very easy now at the very least to at least cut uh negative relationships that you have with new people 
unfortunately, that makes friendships that you already have with people that end up getting sucked into doomerism a little bit more difficult. But, at, you know, it, you can't be afraid to cut people out of your life, man. All right. Let's talk about this uh, this Italian story. Gabagool, forget about it. How you doing? And there was a very important Italian Senate meeting that happened today. And it was a gathering between Italian lawmakers. It was on Zoom. And it was a discussion of data transparency in political decision making, which they ended up getting uh, more than they bargained for. The Zoom call was introducing Giorgio Parisi, one of last year's Nobel Prize winners in physics. And this live stream, which I cannot show on the stream, by the way, because there is like hard fucking in it. I know that I showed that Kodak Black uh, clip last week, but look, that one was open to interpretation. This one is straight up fucking, and it is a hentai rendition of Final Fantasy VII that got shown on the Zoom meeting in this Italian, uh, this Italian lawmaker Zoom conference. It was hosted by Five Star Movement Senator Maria Laura Montavani which appeared to be running smoothly for the first half an hour. The first half an hour, they were doing fine. They had the official Italian stuff going on, probably eating some pasta, which ooh, that sounds pretty good right about now. I, I could go for some of that, but it included both live and remote participants. But halfway, half an hour into the Zoom call, which was cut out of the official VOD for the event, it was hijacked by someone sharing their screen while playing unofficial Final Fantasy VII porn. And if you know the characters, uh, Tifa Lockhart and I guess Naldush. Man, I, I do not know Final Fantasy VII at all. Uh, at first, Montavani keeps speaking, apparently unaware of what's going on. Then a man shouts something in Italian about a sex offender and she sighs loudly, loudly, works with her assistant to try and kill the shared feed, which ends up taking forever. It only took about 30 seconds, but it felt like the longest 30 seconds in the world with fucking Final Fantasy VII hentai porn uh, playing on the screen. Unfortunately, I can only play the audio of this, and you'll get to see their reaction. Uh, let me make sure that the screen view is off here before I play this, because trust me, this is something that will get us absolutely fucking obliterated by all the social media platforms if this, if this makes it on there. Because I saw this. This is literally like watching porn. And I'm sorry, everybody. I know that we're all horny as fuck, but we can't do it like that. There it is. They're fucking. Uh, this is the part where all the other Italian lawmakers that are on this call start like freaking out, calling somebody, uh, oh, what's the sex offender? Who's the sex offender that's responsible for doing this? <laughs> There's audio of it too. This goes on for 30 more seconds. Hey, what's going on? It's still there, man. Oh, finally, they, they were able to take it down. Bobbity boobity. I like how you can clearly make that out. Alex is Aye, aye, aye. That was a little bit different. In addition to Facebook, because Facebook was not the only thing that this was broadcast on, uh, it was also broadcast live via Senato TV, which is Italy's equivalent of C-SPAN. And they blamed hackers for it, but it is unclear yet exactly what happened and who the perpetrators are. So... They're finding them. They're finding the people that put the Final Fantasy VII porn on the screen in this Italian Senate meeting. And I imagine that they're going to just round them up Mussolini style and put them all to death because that is the appropriate, appropriate way to handle all of these situations. Let's do Reach for the Sky. Oh, no, not my shit. Somebody do something. For the sky. Oh no, Sheriff Woody. 
man, I might need a moment to have to think about some of these questions because uh, some of these are hard, man. You know, I think I'm going to refresh these random wordgenerator.com questions until we get to an easy one. And this is, of course, Reach for the Sky, where we formerly went to randomquestionmaker.com and had five categories, but we ran out of those questions because they only had so many of them. So cool down with me, chat. <sighs> Take a deep breath. Namaste. <sighs> and let's answer a random question here to close out the show. Do you have any phobias? Oh, this is something that I would have to I would have to think about a little bit because okay, besides the common one of I, I think it's called, and I don't know how to pronounce this, tryptophobia, which is a phobia of like oh god. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna tryptophobia. And I'm sorry, everybody, but if you don't want to see this kind of shit... All right, here's here's a pretty mild... Oh, oh, no, I can't look at some of the other ones. Oh, that's fucking gross. All right, here, here's a slightly mild one. And this is the kind of stuff that is just gross. It's like holes with shit coming out of their, the holes. And it's... It's so repulsive, man. Like, I've even got goosebumps right now because I had to Google image search it. And the ones that came up on Google images were way, way worse than this one. This one was a mild one. And you know what? Oh, oh, I can't look at that. Get off my screen. That's fucking gross. Are there anybody that doesn't have a problem with that, by the way? Like, I am I swear to God, I am not going to creep you out by putting the rest of what showed up on the screen just in case. Oh, I still got fucking goosebumps from that, man. But if, are you one of those people that does not have a tryptophobia? Because I, I really think that this creeps the shit out of everybody. And if it doesn't, then you're probably a psycho or you're just, like, fucking weird, man. So... Let me know, like, please leave a comment uh, in the comment section below. And don't forget to slam that like button and make sure to subscribe and turn on the bell and influencer things. But please, like, let me know if you do not have a fear of, like, those holy things and, like, things fucking oozing out of holes and tryptophobia. If this doesn't apply to you, then I I'd be a little concerned, man. I'd be fairly concerned because that's just creepy as shit it was so bad i i did like a little bitch like a little bitch i had to put my hand up like to cover my vision of the screen while i closed out the tab because ah ah it was just so bad so fucking gross you know that that has to be good enough i'm pretty sure i have some other phobias too that are like minor that might not even be worth mentioning you know, maybe uh, if I come up with a good one, then we can do Reach for the Sky follow-up where uh, I take a little bit to think about, you know, maybe, you know, all right, well, we'll try an experiment today. Let me come up with, let me make a new random question. And how I think it's going to work is uh, I'll announce the question at the end of the show as we answer the last one so for every time that we go to randomwordgenerator.com because these questions are so damn hard i just i need a day to sit with them man i need a day to like sit around and think about them especially because i'm just kind of talking to you guys here uh but also do let me know some of your phobias too because i like i'm not gonna judge people's weird weird phobias people get tripped out over the most insane little shit but how I think we're going to do this is I'm going to generate a new question at the end of the show and just kind of sit on it for a day. And then uh, I'll answer it in detail on the next show. And then at the end of answering that question, we'll pop up a new one. That way I have some time to sit on it a little bit and have a pretty good, a good answer to, uh, to hit you guys with. So I, I think that'll probably end up with a better quality segment at the end anyway and we'll have we'll have a good time i i do like doing this at the end of the show it's a nice nice little way to calm down despite the fact that you know i still got fucking goosebumps from all those tryptophobia shit ah gross so as usual as usual thank you all for joining me i love you all again if you are listening to the youtube recording or the podcast then please feel free to Check out the live show Monday through Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's 4 p.m. Pacific for all you West Coasties and somewhere in between if you're somewhere in between. 
I, I I don't fucking know Europe time, so I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Uh, you can find that at youtube.com slash simulation radio, twitch.tv slash simulation radio. And while I'm not like concentrated on putting anything out for the Facebook page at all, I still do stream to it. If you want to check it out there at facebook.com slash simulation radio. And also be sure to follow on all the social medias. Instagram's the primary one, at Simulation Radio. Facebook, too, even though I don't really give a shit about Facebook. And Twitter, I'm kind of working on. Look, the problem with Twitter is that it requires, like, too much thought. I actually have to sit down and think about shit. Or uh, maybe I don't. Maybe I should just start fucking posting stupid stuff. And see if that works out. I don't know. Twitter's hard. Twitter's a more complicated social media. It's also the best one and is the one that I find myself using the most, at least as a consumer. But we'll get there, man. But follow everywhere. And again, I do enjoy hearing from all of you. You're all sweet, sexy, fantastic, have the hugest dicks and the largest tits, whichever one you choose to have. And thanks for watching. I will see you all tomorrow evening. Once again, at 7 p.m. Eastern to close out the Simulation Radio Live week. And we'll get to quite some juicy stuff. Bye. Oh yeah, tomorrow's question is what part of his part of history do you find the most interesting?